Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Mark Imhoff was at a point in his life where, after working as a CPA for years, he was finding more of his happiness at home with his dogs and his family. So he decided to go to grooming school. He started grooming dogs in shelters as a volunteer. He noticed how much the transformation before and after made an impact on the dogs being rescued, as well as lifting the dogs' spirits themselves. So he started constantly volunteering and doing just that. Almost all of the dogs that he groomed got adopted. He ended up starting the Dog Guy Foundation, a nonprofit organization where he now has a team of people who go out to different shelters, grooming the dogs and helping these dogs get a fresh start. Mark, it's a pleasure to have you here today. I'm so thrilled to be speaking with you in person. I love what you do and the work that you have created. So welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. I, I I like so much to be able to speak about what I do with the animals and everything. And we really have a great team with the Dog Guy Foundation now. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Now, did you have dogs growing up? I had, uh, my when I was born, my parents had a miniature schnauzer uh-huh. uh, who also had puppies. And so they had pictures of, uh, I think she had a litter of five. And she, they had pictures of three of the five puppies like pulling my diaper down as I'm oh, trying to I love escape it. and That's everything. That's great. What a great uh, image. And then I had a giant schnauzer when I was in my late uh, or early teens. I had a cat also. The cat bossed around all the, the giant schnauzer, yeah. of course. And then uh, my brother had a boxer also and everything. So Mark, how many dogs do you have personally? I have four dogs personally. My fiance had a Catanda uh, Talaire and a Beast Poo when we met. Uh, Wait, say that again. A Katanda Talaire yeah. and a Biche Poo, which okay. is a Bichon Freeze Poodle mix. And All right. Everything, but it's called a Biche Poo. Okay, everything. I've never heard of Biche Poo before. Yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, Major is the sweetest little dog. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's the Biche Poo. And everything. Okay. And Jasmine, the Katanda Talaire, she's the smallest dog, but she bullies all my other four. Well, the other I understand. Three dogs all yeah, around it's always everything. the case. Yes, of course. And then the two pits that you that you rescued. I uh, I adopted Cleo, my first pit bull, for, through Susie Senior Dogs, and then a month later we adopted Fenton from uh, the Animal Care Center. Uh, also, we saw him through Susie Senior Dogs, but he was at the Animal Care Center. Okay. And uh, when we adopted Cleo, she was pretty filthy and everything, and I was like, you know, she needs a bath. And I gave her a bath, and I was like, you know, that just totally lifted her spirits and everything. Mm. And I was like, you know, wouldn't it be great? If somebody could go to the shelters and clean up the shelter dogs, it would help their attitudes, it would help their behavior, it would just be fabulous and everything. But then I went back to my 90-hour-a-week job, and yeah. that sort of got passed by the wayside. <laughs> Wait, what was that job? Uh, I worked uh, in it with anti-money laundering as a consultant and everything. Okay. And then I also i am a certified public accountant, certified internal auditor, so I can do people's taxes. I can also help companies with their internal control systems. I mean, there were a lot of different things that I did. But then uh, about six months after we adopted Clio, that job ended. Uh, and my and my fiance is like, you know, Mark, why don't you do something with the animals? So you went to grooming school. Yes. The first dog that I groomed in grooming school, he was a matted dog. And I didn't really know much about matted dogs mm-hmm. at the time. And he bit me a lot and uh-huh. it hurt. And I was like, this dog is nasty. He's mean. <laughs> and the people in the school looked at me like, the other students were like, hey, this is your first day. So we're going to give you a pass on this. But... Let's show you what this dog's gonna look like at the end. And then we worked through the dog, and I I, I worked through the, I, I did the brush out what I could, and we did the bath, and then they did the grooming. 
And the dog Post Groom was the sweetest, happiest, most loving dog. He just was so uncomfortable and matted fur that uh, it, it hurt him to move around. And wow. uh, so uh, that just started the, the whole, well, I mean, of course, my dog, my pit bull started the, the, the idea of grooming the, or bathing the shoulder dogs. But now it was, okay, of course, if this is an owner's dog that comes in in this condition, the dogs at the shoulder are probably even five or ten times worse yeah, than some absolutely. of them were. And so then grooming them just increases my heart tenfold. I mean, like, especially when one dog I groomed, his name was Sean. Sean was on my grooming list. The medical team gives me a list. When I went to his cage, I looked in, I couldn't find him because he was so embarrassed of how he looked and smelled. He was hiding underneath his thing. And I'm, I'm 6'2", and I'm looking down, so I didn't see him. I'm like, where is he? That's where he was. Wow. So then they brought him out to me. He was the sweetest dog. Even when I was grooming him, he was extremely matted, but like this was still when I was early on grooming. So I wasn't as skilled with getting the, the razor underneath the fur. So right. I was pulling his fur and maybe hurting him a little yeah. bit when I was doing the groom. And some of the parts what I was doing, he was in pain. And he reached over and he put my pinky in his mouth and he just bit down just a little bit. He didn't bite down hard because I knew I know how hard those little dogs can yes. bite. But he just bit down just a little bit, just saying, ouch, this really hurts. Mm. But I know you have to do this. Wow. And then I finished up the groom. And from that point on, he was at the edge of the cage going, look at me. I'm a happy dog. <laughs> look at me. Come get me. And of course, he was gone instantly. That's beautiful. I mean, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's so, it's so incredible. That says everything. So the the course was around four weeks, and then you started, but then you found yourself starting to work at animal care centers in the city. Yes, yes. I, I started just volunteering on my own uh, when I had free time. Actually, it was funny because my, my second pit bull that I adopted, Fenton, he was actually my, my foot in the door at the animal care center because obviously... They get a lot of bad press. They get a lot of bad people trying to sabotage them and things like that. So uh, they're like, okay, well, who are you? And I'm like, well, you know Fenton? I adopted him. <laughs> and they're like, you're the one who adopted Fenton? Come on in. Groom the dog. Gro groom everybody and everything. It. So it was because he was a staff favorite and he, he, they loved him. And uh, the, the, some of the people still talk about him at the animal Isn't care center great? who remember him. And so, yeah. uh, so that was really funny. And so actually it started my, I got busier uh, and had less free time. And because of the less free time, I then was on call that the medical staff would call me when they had a severe case. And I would show up and do that dog. So you became known as Mark the Dog Guy. Yes. And so eventually you created a foundation, the Dog Guy Foundation. Tell yes. me about how that came to be. One of my friends reached out to me and there was another foundation who loved my work. And they wanted to sponsor me to expand it. And so uh, I developed a business plan, a budget and everything, and I provided it to them and they gave me some startup funds in order to start a foundation, which the whole idea of it was we bathe life back into dogs. The idea was to have groomers there all the time mm -hmm. on a full-time basis. I mean, the shelter's open 24 hours a day, so I can't have groomers there all the time. Right. But I mean, but at least usually 35 hours a week, I have somebody at the Manhattan shelter and at the Brooklyn wow, shelter. Wow, that's uh, amazing. shelter dogs. So you began the foundation. You have how many people working with you? I just hired my fourth just recently. Congratulations. Uh, so uh, 
it's really helpful that uh, I created quite a fan base as Mark the Dog Guy. Yeah. And then, so then when I transformed Mark the Dog Guy to the Dog Guy Foundation as a team, there were a lot of people who then wanted to come work uh, with me and everything, which is great. And so, uh, so yes, I just hired my fourth, fourth groomer. And I could so see this as a, a national program. It's really amazing the transformation that happens with the grooming of the dogs, but then more so the bathing of the pit bulls. Mm -hmm. The veterinarians have really noticed that the bathing of the pit bulls is really helping their behavior as well. Dogs that were perhaps a little bit rowdy are now much friendlier, that uh, some of the dogs that were maybe sullen and like withdrawn have become more energetic and happy, wow. uh, that perhaps the withdrawnness or the sullenness was due to the fact that they were dirty and smelled bad and they just didn't like it. They didn't like presenting themselves because they didn't feel that they had much to present because wow. as I think... Uh, our sense of smell can only detect certain things. So if we can smell that the dog smells bad and their smell is a hundred times better than ours, imagine how they must feel. Yeah. I mean, so it's just, that's, it's really, uh, it's really great that what we can do. That's amazing. Well, and I also think about the healing properties of water and if I take a bath, how I feel afterwards. And so that times a thousand for a dog that has been homeless or is living in a shelter, which doesn't always smell the greatest. And I volunteer at Yonkers and I've seen firsthand when we give a dog a bath, they change. And right. I think it's just the, one, it's the human touch, it's feeling and accepting the care from somebody, but then they just, they really are transformed. And you're speaking about pit bulls, especially because there's so many pits in the shelter system. And a lot of the grooming, of course, goes to the smaller dogs and dogs that are like poodle mixes and, and that have longer hair. Pit bulls don't have super long hair, but they still really could use the care that you're speaking about. So I, I just, I applaud what you're doing. And I do notice that a lot of dogs, smaller dogs, especially like the, the Maltese breeds and the breeds that typically need grooming, they'll come in and they're so matted and they haven't been touched in a long time and their nails are, are totally out curled, of control. Are, are totally curled under. Yes, I mean, like exactly. I, I've had nail, I've seen nails that actually were so curled under that they were digging into the pads wow. and everything of the yeah. dog and causing wounds on the pads. Yes. And that's just tragic when that happens and everything but um another quick story my fiance emma worked with a new hope only dog and new hope only is generally a behaviorally challenged dog that the acc doesn't trust to be able to adopt out because of the behavior issues so they don't want a dog so they want to go to an, another shelter first to work on its behavior yes. some more before it gets adopted out from there emma groomed this dog after she groomed the dog the dog just fell in love with her, was like standing up on the table, kissing her face and all that kind of stuff. So it obviously wasn't a behaviorally challenged dog. It just was severely uncomfortable from what, from being neglected and the matted wow. fur and everything. So then I said, you know, Emma, reach out to the behavior team and see if they can reassess the dog. They reassessed the dog. The dog was adopted out two days later. That's I mean, incredible. So we're changing the entire trajectory of these dogs' lives through the grooming and the bathing and everything. It's, wow. it's just fabulous. What a mission. How do you feel that your life has been impacted by both your dogs that you have at home and the dogs that you've worked with? My life has been impacted so much. My heart has grown so much from my dogs to every dog that I groomed. There was something that I read, and I really believe this, that a dog is there to complete a missing part of our souls. So that 
if there's something in us that's lacking, the dog that we find fills that lacking space. So actually, I won't even say the dog that we find, the dog that finds us. Yes. Because there's something about that connection that there's a look in the eye, there's something that creates that human-dog connection, and that fills that void that is there in our souls that needs to be filled somehow. Yeah, that's beautifully said. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us today? Well, just that I've been so impressed and amazed with, with the outpouring of support. Winning the New York City's Kindness Award with yes. the New York City Animal Care Centers was just an amazing honor. But also, I can't do this without your help. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Uh, we, we rely on the generosity of donors in order to be able to pay our groomers in order to be able to do this. Please donate through www.dogguyfoundation.org. Absolutely. And they can also find you on Facebook. Yes, yes. You can find me on Facebook as Dog Guy Foundation. Separate words on Facebook. All one word on Instagram, Dog Guy Foundation. But I imagine people love seeing the before and the after photos of, of these sweet dogs yes the before and after photos i mean that's really the key beautiful mark your story is so inspiring and it really makes you think about how many more dogs could be rescued and find their forever homes if people start to think about grooming and just bathing dogs i think that they do that in some places but a lot of time, a lot of people don't have the facilities they don't have the tubs but i think that what you're doing is like the next step and such a missing link in this world of rescue. So I thank you so much for joining us today. You've been a wonderful guest and congratulations on your work and on the award that you just received. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Who doesn't feel better after a bath or a haircut or getting your hair done? I know that for myself, when I take a bath, just being in the water has such a healing experience for me. And what Mark is doing is such a simple idea. He's grooming, bathing, but really giving love to these dogs. And after these dogs have been groomed and bathed, they are different dogs. And as he said in his interview, the dog that was hiding underneath the bed in the back of the cage is now in the front of the cage saying, hey, look at me. Don't I look amazing? And when somebody comes in to look to adopt a pet, to adopt a dog, they're going to look for the dog that they could see holding on to and loving. And these dogs that have been groomed and bathed are really presenting well. I mean, they're feeling good about themselves. Such a beautiful idea. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio. It's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you. Thank you.